You are now tuned into the Carefree Black Girl Podcast with Ivy, I.S. Jones, Brianna Danielle, and Dodge. You are now tuned into the Carefree Black Girl Podcast where we discussing everything Carefree Black and Girl. Hey, ladies. Hey, girls. Hey, Brie. She's from a remote place in Cali right now. The beautiful California. How you doing, Brie? How's L.A.? No, it's not L.A. She's in um, Cali. Okay, can we clear that? Quick? Like, <laughs> oh my God! Why am I the only one? I feel like I'm the only one who knows where Brie is. I know it's by San Francisco, right? Okay, so Brie let me clear that up because I think this is a common misconception, and I'm not even mad at people. But like, it's almost like you know when you tell people like, "Oh, I'm going to New York." Like, you know how they automatically think it's New York City, like they forget the whole state of. New York. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Every time. That's happening with me. So I'm like, oh, I'm moving to California. And everyone's like, oh, you're living in LA? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Like, California is big, y'all. California is very, very, very big. Like, I'm four hours away from LA, seven hours away from San Diego. But I'm closer to San Francisco and Oakland. Um, I'm like an hour and a half outside of Oakland. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Or, Or Sacramento. I'm like in between the two almost. But I'm definitely in California, but just not the two places that people think mm-hmm. LA or San Fran. Um, I'm in the rest of Cali, quote unquote. So you're in the middle of California, essentially. Exactly. <laughs> I need to move to a state where weed is legal because it's, it's lit. It's lit. Like, that's how I self deal, self care, self all of that. I am going to Amsterdam in October. That's why I'm oh, so broke right now because I paid. That's so fun. For that. That's exciting. Going like Amsterdam and Paris and Atlanta. So it's about to be lit. So I started picking up journaling as my form of self care. I mean, yeah, also, you know, smoke a joint too, but like kind of like everything in my head getting it out. And I started picking it. I mean, I read every day though, but I've been reading like a book a day now for like the entire month. So those are. I actually just started reading um, The Four Agreements. Okay. Like I started rereading it. By Don Miguel Ruiz. Hey. Yes, and um, just with everything that's going on now, and like what's going on, and it's like in the world, just freaking crazy. Like, I really have to like detach myself. I think mm-hmm. that. And I, I think, no, no, go, Brie. So yeah, that's basically, I guess, what I was going to try to talk to y'all about today, because um, honestly, it's difficult. I think, basically, it's beautiful that y'all have your own practices of self care. And y'all know what works for y- y'all. Because self-care is one of those things where people try to generalize it and act like, you know, one, two, three, or self-care, these are the only ways. But it's actually a very unique, individualized practice. And I think it's really important for people to figure out what works for them. Like, for some people, reading not work. Their brain still races. And for some people, it's like physical activity. Like, some people have to run a mile, and that's their self-care. So, um, oh, it's my self-care. kind of relating it back to, like, yeah, I knew what you were just saying about there was a ton of stuff <laughs> going on. Obviously, we're all aware of what happened um, this weekend as far as, as like, people. more fascism, a neo-Nazi kind of rallying together under, you know, Trump's America to kind of, and when you look at the definition of terrorism, that basically means to instill fear in groups of people. So, in my eyes, is a form of terrorism trying to instill fear in people of color in the LGBT community specifically black people you know kind of making it seem like um we're not valued or respected in this country before this was happening with like the whole like protests 
my brother came into my room. Like, we were just, like, it's just too much for me to focus on. We got North Korea threatening us, fucking nuclear <laughs> bomb bombs. We got fucking white people here getting buck. Like, we won't slap the shit out of them. <laughs> Did y'all hear like, it's that so much going on. They found flies in Arizona. They found, they found what in Arizona? On top of, like, all this craziness going on, in Arizona, these scientists found fleas or, like, flies. That tested positive for the bubonic plague. What the? Wow. Oh, shit. So basically, that means that, like, there are fleas flying around in Arizona that could potentially give people the plague, which was supposed to be, like, something that, you know, you're kind of used to in, like, back in, I guess. um, Back in the right, in history books. That's crazy. Now, all of a sudden, like I said, Trump got into power. We got these bomb threats. Like, I've never been scared. Cease empty bomb threats. Let's call them what it is. So he's just puffing out his chest to prove that he's some man or some shit. But like, it's just like, and I'm only 24, y'all, but I am scared, like, real life. And I feel like I got a thousand and one things to be scared about. That is out of my control. Like, right. Like it's, But the government. What's, what's the point? Yeah. Like, it's scary. I'm trying to live the best life, but it's like, damn, like. Do I gotta and, and I just feel like we live in a city where it's just an easy target, like New York City. <laughs> uh-uh. Like, but then again, I was thinking about even with the bombs, like it kind of has sorry, Brie, but they gotta go to the West Coast first before it really get all the way to New York. Oh. So that's why I'm a little like, all right. If you go on Twitter, um, I'm like, I'm. Some of us are very active on Twitter. Like there'll be people talking about like the social political climate, and they'll be like, "Oh, black women tried to warn us. You know, black women are gonna save us." What? We did not sign up for this shit. We didn't. I sure did. We did we not sure, sign sure up. The fuck did not. That's what I'm gonna use the black Spanish to be to save us. What kind of mess? Nah, like, um, that's the thing about being a black woman. It's just. We literally have the weight on our shoulders and to not ask for it. But with that being said, we have to find ways to self-care, to self-deal. So basically, I know that self-care is a common conversation, and especially for black women, it's really important. But I think it's also important that we create community with one another during this time. Obviously, we don't have to work for everyone else and be everybody else's mule. But I do think it's important for us to kind of lean on one another during this time and just kind of like check in on your friends, be a bit better with communication. Because when things like this start to affect society as a whole, it does play on people's individual lives. And to some people, it influences them a lot. Like if you're somebody like me, I study sociology. I kind of don't have the option to not read the news. Um, It's taxing on me day in and day out. Whereas for others, which is totally fine, they can check in and check back out when they feel like it's a bit too much. But I think it's important as black women that we check up on each other right now because it's kind of hard to hear in the news how, like, again, people are doing stuff literally because they hate us and they don't want us to exist. Understood. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um I think also one of my self-care things is that instead of going to Facebook for the news, I just Google it. Because I think a part of me, part the part of the thing for me is that it's hard 
the self-care when you have to like negotiate everyone else's opinions against your own like on my facebook a lot of people are making jokes about white supremacists having tiki torches and it's like it's not funny it's really not not. it's not funny at all though like people are out here scared for their lives and rightfully so scared for their lives um and so the thing about it is like i'm scared but I'm not really scared of white people. Yeah, like we're they really so much don't stronger once we unite. So it's like what I'm scared of is that it's being allowed. Like, well, I know I'm scared of how far this can go. But yeah. as far as like white, like I, I just don't want black people to feel any like type of insult. Like that's what they want us to feel. They want us to feel like inadequate and all this. And it's just like, bro, like. You can never make black like I we say this all the time on every episode. Like black people are the mother. Like we fucking run this world. We sure and do. And we and we do it without the credit that we rightfully deserve. And I just feel like let them show out. They having a little temper tantrum. But even in this book that I'm reading, is it's more of a reflection of who they are as people. Like um And it's uh Zorino Hurston even said it best. The nigger woman is the mule of the world. Um and it kind of is a lot of emotional support we're expected to give other people in our lives. And like most black women I know, we, we're expected to give all this emotional support and emotional labor. We never have it reciprocated. Like, I'm no, so, but we do with our sisters. Yeah, with our other sisters. Friends. though. Like, exactly. I've, I've never been loved more than by another black woman. And that's yeah. just the honest truth of the matter. We, we black women have our own set of specific issues that we deal with our own adversities, even a set of black men, you know, and sometimes people don't, it's not necessarily um, shined upon or talked about in a world as much as black issues or women issues, but black women specifically have our own set of like specific issues. And we're, we are the only ones that know it black women so of course we're gonna be our biggest shoulders to lean on you know what's weird though because like um it was a movie that wasn't like like really based off of black characters that really taught me the power of sisterhood which was beaches it starred bet Midler. um they actually did a remake for lifetime with like, that movie showed me why you need a girlfriend. And it's funny because, like I said, I'm so, like, pro-black. My sister's just... But that one movie taught me, like, why we need girl girlfriends. Like, yeah. Um, it's just sad that, like, the trust will never be there for white... Like, I can't trust a white person the way... And it's no shade. Like, they're cool. And I take them for what they are. But it's it's always a defense for me. Like mm-hmm. it's always I don't like even even at my job I have these interns and lately I've been experimenting with different like hairstyles, and this one white girl, <laughs> them like white people in hair and black hair is just so funny to me. Like oh my god, they're so fascinating. So, <laughs> they're so like, fascinating. I don't get I had, it. I had like the long braid like a week or two ago, and this white girl was like, oh my god, like how long did it take you to do that? And I was just like. Why what? do you care? I'm like 30 minutes. <laughs> she was just like the one. Wow, like she she was just like it's just it, did like, she touch it? Oh hell no! Oh. <laughs> but she she was just fascinated. She was just like you have like a new hairstyle. Like how like like even with the box braid, she's like how, like how many days? And I'm just like sis, it, it 
takes a couple hours. It's Which box, is different. Box braids have been around. For, braids period have but been around for a culture. That's how I feel about dating white people. I don't know if I should feel offended or just like, damn, y'all really don't know. Like. No, but it's so funny. I was reading an article about how it said, dear white people, I need you to understand yourselves the way we understand you or understand yourselves so that way you can understand what's going on in the world. Um, and one of the things that it said is that black people are always expected to know what's going on with white people, um, their cultures, their customs, what success looks I mean, like for them. they don't have culture. Let's start there. <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> they don't. What is their um, culture, casserole? And the thing is that, like, that black people have to know these things in order to survive. We have to know how to True. talk to police officers so that way we don't pop, we don't end up getting killed and becoming another Sandra Bland. We have to know how to present ourselves in front of professors so that way we're not seen as uppity. We have to know how to perform in the work world that way we're not viewed as difficult. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we have to learn certain nuances of how to negotiate our way in in the white world so that way we can survive or at the bare minimum not die. But why? Do we feel the need to always comply? It's not even about that though. It's it's about survival. Survival, yeah. That's the thing. I feel like surviving. I'm not. I wasn't put on this earth to survive. I was put on this earth to live. And I feel mm. like black people. We that's the problem. We feel like we have to survive. No, like white people are out here living. Like, I think it's because black people, people are living, and I get it. Like we have so much things against us we already coming out the gate with so many strikes but i feel like people forget that we got through everything there is to get through and that's why so like a lot of black people scared now i think like a lot of black i think that's why like the root had this really good article about how <clears throat> black people are not afraid of a nuclear holocaust because we've literally already survived the worst we survived being considered three three-fifths a person we survived jim crow we survived all this other shit that we're not scared of this orange man puffing out his chest to the other crazy psychopath in the world the other crazy psychopath world leader about a nuclear threat that's probably not going to happen you know what i'm saying but i hear you i feel like All right, so unfortunately, the Skype was buffering a little too much, so we did have to lose Brie, but me, IS, and Ivy will continue with the episode. So She'll be back next time, y'all. Yeah, next time. Definitely. Um, so I guess I can continue saying how I practice self-care. So Brie was talking about how women, we have to lean on each other, and I was like, dang, my answer. Yo, I was going to be like, be selfish sometimes. Yeah. I feel like it's how I practice self-care. Like, um, definitely being selfish and tuning everybody out and making sure that, like, my mental clarity and everything within my own space and my own bubble is, like, a 100 and where I need it to be, whether it's just being happy, you know, making sure I'm not stressed for the week. Um, and then, you know, being able to be that helping hand and be there for other people. I feel like you definitely have to make sure that everything is good with you before, um, you know, you can 
spread the the magic or whatever um definitely breeding and staying up with the news that's something that i don't do like politics is not really my forte um i know it's important i see things you know i see articles the little news things that pop up on my phone but it's something that i should definitely be more in tune to um so no, I guess I'm, that's what I have y'all for. Honestly, like, I find a lot of my news out through social media. Yeah. On Twitter. Like, and then if I, like, if I'm interested in knowing more about it, then I know. Like, honestly, the reason why I'm, like, kind of, like, in the know of this whole Virginia situation is because my stepmom had on all the TVs in the house yesterday. I was blown. <laughs> Every TV had the news, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, so she was explaining it to me, and I'm just like, oh, wow. But it didn't surprise me. Like, that's the fucked up shit about, like, with, when things happen in this world. Like, I'm no longer surprised. So it's just really, I don't feel the need to really, like, go into yeah. it. Well, I guess we could kind of start by well, telling like, our listeners a little bit, now. yeah, about yeah. what's going on. So before we get into the main thing, I think it's also very important to say how this is not the beginning or perhaps even an isolated incident this has been a long time coming so also like i'm also i want to preface this by saying i'm not from the south so everything i know is only through secondhand sources read the news so what someone in the south would have to say would probably be a lot more nuanced than what i'm going to say so i just want people in my mentions talking about oh you don't know what the fuck you're talking about i don't want to get that out of the way now um so everything began with um legislation or push towards getting rid of all the statues of Robert E. Lee in Virginia. To have one statue installed, if I remember correctly, it cost about $350,000 to have them um, installed. There was one man who um, is a wealthy entrepreneur influencer. He had donated one of the statues to Virginia. I believe two of them actually. So in total, it would take about $700,000 to have two removed. Now, on top of how much it would cost, a lot of a lot of white people who lived in Virginia were angry. They were upset because they felt as as though their own culture was being infringed upon, which is also very telling of what they considered to be culture. Uh, now, what we have going on is a series of protests that were happening at the University of Virginia, UVA. So all the protests happened at UVA, and they were a bunch of white, mostly men. I understood mm. marching around with tiki torches and basically anyone that they saw that was black, they were fucking them up on site. If so, if you were walking around during that time, you just, it just wasn't a safe space to be. And it was to the point where the police officers were no longer willing to stay. And it wasn't until I believe not. 4 a.m. that it was declared a state of emergency. So hours had passed between the initial protest and when it was actually declared a state of emergency. And it didn't seem to be until white bodies were in danger that all of a sudden it became a real crisis. Um, yeah, so to answer your question, though, about why are white people right. so mad, the reason why they were even doing this is because of um, a protest chant called Unite the Right, in which they were basically trying to say that um, black people, I know that they take us wanting equality as us trying to eradicate them, which isn't true for most of us. Because they know once we have true equality like 
I mean, we know what we can do for this world, but like even us downtrodden though, we do. We make magic happen. We Black make magic yeah. happen. Like we're really the reason for everything. Like, yeah, we're God's chosen people. Not to get spiritual, but yeah. to be real, like yeah. we are. So <laughs> it's um, it's just like it's not that like. This is I don't know like I don't like I clearly know why white people are mad, but I don't feel the need like I don't know why white people feel the need to really try to destroy us like, bro live your life inadequate happy whatever like let us <laughs> yeah. be us like it's we're also, not worried about y'all like if anything black people want to help the world that's a, a our downside like no matter what no matter how like many people hurt us I feel like as a collective like we really save everyone yeah it's also important to note that richard spencer was also engaging in a series of protests months before we got to this point Mm. so our current president has definitely galvanized an underbelly of rage that's starting to bubble over on the surface and it's coming out in these different ways these these protests these unnecessarily violences um and i don't know like white people are angry because they feel as though we took their country from them um, we over here dealing with R. Kelly kidnapping <laughs> girls. <laughs> Usher out here, like, thank God he his name has been cleared. We're giving the herpes. But, like, black people, we got our own shit to worry about. Fuck y'all country. Y'all can keep the shit. We don't want it. We didn't want to come here. Like, <laughs> was also- now I really get tight, like, when they say... We're, I saw something that said that we're invading. Like, oh, because we came here by ourselves. Like, like we, what, we cross- what exactly are we doing? What did we do? But here's make, the thing, though. But here's yeah, the thing, though, about what set this continent. off. Yeah, fine. They were lazy. They didn't oh want to farm them. They didn't want to work Trump the land. Set it off. Okay. So, you know what's crazy about white people? They call what? us lazy, but back in the 16th, there was no engines like me. Like you know, engines weren't like you know how boats like really run now. White people were out on a boat with no engine just to come get us to work their land. That's crazy to me. And only one third of the boat ever survived, like each passageway. So. That I go, I say that to say this, like, bro, y'all did mad much just for y'all to not work, like, mad much. Yeah. Like, I came to a whole nother continent on a boat that did not have an engine before Lazy, like. So here's also the thing about that. Um, when I was a tutor at my alma mater, that I will not state, but if you know me, you already know who, where I'm talking about. Um, a, a few students were tasked to write about the narrative of Frederick Douglass, right? And the, this is all going to come back to Virginia. Um, and a lot of the students didn't seem to understand how lynching is a psychological torture as much as it is a physical one. What it actually meant to be a slave in the South. It wasn't some job you worked that you hated. You didn't live on a farm. Which is something one student actually said to me. They said, oh slavery was when black people had to live on a farm and they worked really really hard and i was really scared because that's crazy isn't that wild to me it's so crazy how black people we know we we may not know the extensive history of lynchings and how far after the after slavery that continued happening but we know that lynching is a psychological torture as much as it's a physical one we know what happens to the body when it gets strung up that way we know about the emotional scarring it does not only to that generation, but a ripple effect of other generations. Like we are, how many maybe generations move removed exactly. from Emmett Till? Exactly, and it's like, will it ever end? And we still have to deal with the pain of that, though. The woman who killed them, conf- the woman who basically lied under oath, admitted that she lied, and Donald Trump will not indict her 
but had the nerve to basically puff his chest at Cuba and 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 said that Assad Shakur needs to come back to the United States to be indicted. And they were like, mm, "You're gonna leave that woman alone. You're not yeah, gonna touch like, her." Yeah, like why is that? even on your mind yeah but all of this is to say that white people and their privilege to a degree have to be complicit in in a willful kind of ignorance to actively look us in the eye and say oh my god how could this have happened we thought we were in a post-racial america obama i would have voted for a third fucking term as if that's supposed to mean something to us so when shit like this happens in virginia it's it makes me ill that white people want to look me in the eye and say oh I don't know what everyone's so mad about. This isn't just today. This wasn't just a few years ago when Richard Spencer got came out of the woodwork and started getting punched by everyone left and right. America is still healing from the anger and the rage of happened after slavery. Because, at least is what my Southern friends tell me, after slavery, there was no way to substitute the economic growth that slavery produced for the South. And so there was immediate poverty. And it took maybe, I don't know how many generations. And even then, like some people still, some white people still honestly do feel the effect of slavery in that way. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. White people in a way kind of feel entitled to us for that reason. Entitled to our time, our attention, our labor, whether it be physical or emotional. Like, all of this stems from the fact that white people feel as if we owe them something. Okay. That's where all of this fucking comes from in the end. White people, yeah. that's a fact. Whether, you, whether they will explicitly say it or not, though, there is this sort of superiority that they feel towards us. And they do honestly swear up and down that they don't think that there's anything wrong with... But on, honestly, part of being a carefree black girl is not giving a fuck. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. white people really like you like you hit it right on the nail like they are so like entitled and it's just like it blows bro. mine truly and honestly so that's why trying to fucking the humidity fucking up my edges i don't got time to deal with <laughs> you right now <laughs> like, that's why this whole thing with virginia it is frightening and i have loved ones who are in virginia but i can't be all that surprised yeah because especially especially white men though their pride and their ego and their masculinity well, on top on general. top of their racism all culminates into what we're seeing now. And Donald Trump honestly has the nerve to say that there is animosity on all sides. Nah. Yeah. He said Donald Trump condemns violence on all sides. We have to respect each other ideally. We have to love each other, he said. Where's Obama right it's now? It's so, so he's crazy. Away. Away. He did his time, When the tables are turned and when if they, this was black people... How could you only imagine what he would the, say? Yeah, how the police oh. even somebody compared the picture of um I'm not even sure exactly where those protests were, but when the one black girl um in the right. picture with all the cops was at her and it's like there were no cops and these men had fire torches and it's like black fire people march unharmed in the summer and the fuck is y'all on you know what's crazy you know what's wild that's crazy. Nah. No, but it's great. No, legally, civilians civilians can't have fire torches. No, but who the fuck wants that in August? They should have shut that down. They should have been shut. That shit is like, what? Like, yeah. all this green, 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 and y'all got these. Nah, that, and it's crazy how I saw that post, too. It was just saying, this is 2017. Like, it's not 1960. It's not, like, all these other historical things that we've heard about. That I mean, we're still dealing with, like you said, the after um, like the after effects of it, but we've never really been face to face in yeah. these situations. It's really frightening. And in though. 2000s, the year of technology, the year of is so 
it's just so different now. And it's like, damn, we still got to worry about just But being again, black. hatred is still being taught. Oh, it's hatred like is real when, alive, y'all. Yeah, hatred. Like Donald it's Trump has been being peddling. taught. Isn't that's what Obama said, right? That was his little but, tweet. And a quick question, People. would you rather it, I mean, of course we would not rather it at all, but like, would you rather it like this, like so in our faces than hidden and like taken out in little jabs, such as like what white women would do, yeah. where they're passive with their like hatred. Like, I feel like I'm a little at ease mm-hmm. and I say that like, because, that well, it's in my face because it's like, it's, it's I feel like it's always been in our face. So we've yes. always known. So like, I don't really I don't know if this person listens to the podcast so I just want to like try lightly it's a white person that I was actually close to at one matter of fact fuck that I'm not coddling niggas feelings on you wait what in, so, in the best Ivy fashion <laughs> wait, she what? said hold on so long story short my old boss who was white or whatever fuck with her she cool but I remember and this is something I just remembered just sitting here she was going to this concert at Barclays. It was some hip-hop concert. And she asked me, do you think there are going to be shootouts? So. Ooh. And it didn't dawn. Because in a moment, I'm like, haha, no. Like, I always go to concerts. But I never took it as. And that's why I say, like. And, and it and it's kind of sucks because I really fucked her. Like, she helped me out in so many situations. Financial-wise, like, career-wise. Like, she, like, she really held it down. But it's just like, damn, like. Not it's still color of, with y'all. Like, yeah, no, no, absolutely. I can't even put my guard. And I literally, I never thought about that situation until like this moment. Yeah. Wow. No, so I've had a lot like, of damn. professors who were white who did a lot to help me, but then they would just say some wild shit though. Like they had, like they had adopted family who were from Nigeria or mm-hmm. from somewhere in Africa, and she would say stuff like, "Oh, when we go to visit those people, as if that's not your family that you brought in." Exactly. Yeah, like just crazy mm. so yeah. so it's just like i don't know like i mean i'd rather see things for what it is like be a snake like and let me see you instead of being hidden and that's why i'm a little at ease with this virginia situation because it's just like it was a matter of time like right that's why i, ha- I like, move I'm a, unapologetically black that's so. it so i kind of see why why you would be a little more detached like i'm not really into politics like i'm not either it's just yeah i'm surrounded by people who are so it's just like it's kind of like force-fed to me but I definitely understand, like, it's super important to get into those bubbles and get into your show and protect, like, your energy, your 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 peace, your sanity. Because this is exactly what this is, is insanity, that what's going on in this world. And it's just, like, I'm only, I didn't even hit, hit 25 yet. Like, yeah. and I want to be dealing with this as This is girl. only the beginning of his yeah, presidency, it's so it's, like... But I mean, even it's before scary that, to see though, what will not, only continue. Yeah. So okay. But I'm really happy that you brought up Trump only because, like, Trump has even before he got into office, even before the idea was posed that he was going to even run for a nomination, he's been doing this divisive racist tactics. For example, the birther movement. He was a huge part of that. Yeah. He was one of the many people who went on CNN and was talking about how that Kenyan Mau Mau terrorist needs to be indicted because he's a liar. 
So I just, I feel like from jump, Trump has been trying to cultivate or try to see how much he could wrestle up a kind of demographic that would be ridiculous. I don't want to say stupid. That would be desperate enough to vote for him. A lot of people to justify voting for him, it's because, oh, he's a good businessman. Oh, he has a good head on his shoulders. Oh, he's trying to lead America in the right direction. No. Whatever that means. And now we got what we wanted. And look who he targeted for his votes. That's exactly what Hitler did. He did. Yes. He did. People who were angry that, that that a nigger had the nerve to be president. How dare you after everything we've kinda, done for you? Like, yeah. I just kind of want to wow. like, this is making me want to like, just create a movie about like that orange man that's just like, this is our time. <laughs> our time is now. <laughs> like that's how, that's what I feel like is happening behind the scenes. Like Trump is yeah, just talking to a group so of people angry. like, it's it like, is our time. I Keep wonder, going. Like, what is, what is, like what is the end all plan? What does he want to see? Right. Because it's like, we can't, what, what do y'all want us to do? Like my thing is, just black people have so much other shit slave to be worried about. Yeah. And we gotta fucking worry about this. Like bro, no, Trump. Guess what? You know what? If there's, I'm ready to move. I can leave the United States. Same, if same you to want be me honest. to leave, yeah. Trump, just say the word. I'm out. Like, take the country, bro. Take all the shit that it comes with, cause it's not worth it. Like, anywhere black people are gonna go, we're gonna like fucking build and we're gonna like dominate. But the so thing is, why that do black... we feel the need to fight for something that was never ours? But like, the thing is that if black people could leave, we'd have been done that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that easy. It no, it it really is because all of us won't we just do don't it though. Ever think about it, but. Oh, no, another thing too. Like, it's not that's I, true. Trust me, if black people could leave, if black people could leave, that's they would. true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> also, they um, a lot of people feel like we built this land. So why no, we yeah, we did. It's true, yeah. No, we definitely built this land, but it's just like um, I hate to to like compare America to a blunt, but it's like you know you roll one blunt and then like you smoke with mad people and you just like damn, but it's like yo, I got the power to buy more weed and get more blunt, so I can just do that. And get high by myself when I get home. You feel me? Like I'm it's really, just like, I'm really here for this analogy right now. <laughs> okay, it's like, like it's water okay. under the bridge. It's no, because it's. I mean, everyone has that moment when like they roll a button. It's like, damn, I didn't really get high, but oh, okay. Like I know that I have the power to go home, smoke another blunt, and be. It's water under the bridge. Why I get stuck on this? Bl- like this land is really not. It, it's humid on the side. Um, it's 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 just not really good. Like mm-hmm. I want to go to the tropics. I want to go to like Af- like I want to go somewhere that was for me like that I can deal with. <laughs> like, I'm I'm good on America, That's bro. So I'm really funny. good. Yeah, America. Mm, I'm. I will move to the islands too. I no, guess because I we could talk about the food here. Right. It is awful here. Like oh, the food. I just downloaded what? a Spanish app because I'm about to learn. Wait, are you, Spanish about, are you talking about specifically in, in New York or in the United <laughs> States? Like food. I feel like. In the United States, I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Right. I don't want to... I wish Brie was here, too. My other... Well, she's vegan. I'm just a vegetarian. But that's like when people ask me, why are you a vegetarian? I'm like, for one, I don't feel like America government, they don't give a shit about us. Like, they clone animals. That was a big no-no for me. And yeah. um, the other Wait, reason... successful was, living clones? Yes, this is a fact. Okay. This is crazy because, you know what's crazy? Whenever I sit and talk to people about this, because, you know, like, everybody knows I'm a meat lover. 
And it's like, I'll have that moment of like, damn, I shouldn't eat it. But you ever see a steak and it looks so good? It's just like, damn. I don't eat red meat, though, but you I get was you. cloned, but you taste so good. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, it's been a while. It's going, it's going on three years, so, like, I don't see steak or food and, like, think of it that way i just think that was such a big turn off for me yeah. all the hormones all the stuff they pump into it i think that um black people we just we don't really take care of our bodies and we let oh my other reason was like self-control so it kind of mm-hmm. goes hand in hand like right. i feel like people be like oh i can't never not eat chicken or i could never do it and i'm just like how could you do you control your life or like do a piece of chicken control your life like you, you ever be hot be and hungry that piece of chicken that to... put up a good fight oh my <laughs> Fuck god it. this is very this is <laughs> like very i don't annoying. know exactly the exact health concerns like in the future yeah. but it's like it definitely i feel like it's cutting off a lot of our lifespan i agree even um sugar black people we addicted to sugar and like we have to wean off of that i just think about addicted in what capacity because you had to specify like like what do you mean just in general i feel like even there's no um snack or like anything from the corner store really that you could go and get and that's like like any debbie cake any bag of chips i don't i don't really like those but i like the trail mix like, I love, but that Ooh, is sweet. No salty. Has, well, or depending what kind you get. You get the chocolate truffle sweet. Well, no, I get the 99 cent one in the red and yellow bag, the the generic kind. Oh, okay. I That's good, I guess. That's like nuts yeah, be and mad. chocolate, right? Yeah, it's nuts and chocolate, but it's so but good. But just like in general, even um, with mm-hmm. our alcohol consumption, with um, the juices we drink, like my mom specifically, I be thinking she love a fake juice. I just look at it <laughs> and I'm like, this fake shit, juice. It fake. You mean anyway. sugar water purple? Yes, okay. Mystic. All of mm. that stuff from the store. Yeah, no. Oh, I get you. Okay. Looks, yeah. I love so inorganic water though. So like, inorganic water and juice then. Water are my things. Mm. Like I could I like literally like no. I don't know why no one drinks seltzer water, but like black cherry. Like I drink like I always start my day with water, but. Wait, is seltzer and sparkling water the same thing? I, rather, I guess. It both, like, I don't, honestly, I don't know. But, the, yo, the first time I remember, um, this was, like, years ago before I moved to New York City. Me and my friends, I don't even remember the restaurant, but it was, like, they had outside tables. So we decided to have lunch, and a waiter was like, okay, so do you guys want um, regular tap or sparkling water, they said, or whatever. So coming from Rochester, that's not really a thing that mm. restaurants have, like, <laughs> sparkling water. So mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, sparkling water. <laughs> like, oh, you fancy, huh? Like, what the hell? Is water about to have rhinestones in it? <laughs> <laughs> So, I didn't even like it. They brought the bottle. We all like poured a little bit, didn't really, wasn't feeling it. So the bill came. So it was like $9 for the one little bottle of water. So we all looking like, why is the water on a bill, (laughs) (laughs) y'all? Like, what? It's $9. Why is the water? So that was like my first lesson of like sparkling water is not the tap, not the free water. water. Oh dear. Wow, that's true. Cause I always be like, can I have a glass of seltzer water? And then I notice it'll say three dollars. And yep. it's like, damn. Can't even get free <laughs> seltzer water. Like, mm. 
Not to be like a killjoy or anything, but Flint, Michigan still doesn't have clean water. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's sad. So, wait, what is going on? Like, I know nothing's going on. Well, to rebuild the entire pipe. Well, until that happens. Louisiana keeps flooding. Is that crazy or what? What do you mean Louisiana keeps flooding? Like New Orleans, they just had that flood. They had another flood. This week? Yes, like a week ago. Where people's furniture, cars is underwater. His restaurant stints on Orleans and Galvez. And he says he was not surprised his business flooded a second time. It's like Katrina all over again, you know? It just happened like two weeks ago. And it flooded inside this restaurant, my restaurant. Yes, sir. And it's crazy because... The water was just, it was raining, it's raining hard, so it's, it's normal. But the flooding is weird. No hurricane, no Katrina. Managers at the popular Willie Mays restaurant say they weren't expecting this amount of water in their business. I mean, two hours of rain caused this problem is ridiculous. I mean, the city got to get it together. I mean, it, it wasn't a hurricane, it wasn't Katrina, it, it wasn't a major storm. It was two hours of rain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was How is this possible? Is it because there's mostly black people there? Is it no, but I'm serious though. Like same thing that happened. With and not them. to say that, but like, you, can y'all swim? No, mm-hmm. I can swim. Well, cause you're island black. I'm float. land black, so <laughs> I feel like a lot of black <laughs> people can't swim. I could float. I'm gonna stay above the water. There's also this. <laughs> there's a term called um. It's called thalassophobia, and it's um a historical and kind of almost genetic fear of water, and it kind of describes the some black people's relationship to water. Like there's kind of like um. A hereditary fear that comes with water and and the trauma that water carries. So like I don't, I'm definitely scared of water. I, like, like, yeah, like you know, I would never I go on a cruise, for example. Just, Hell no. Oh no, please. I went on a cruise, but I just didn't like it because the <laughs> boat was like super rocky. Like I yeah, was so nauseous. Like, and, and I know me. I get nauseous. I get like, na- I get motion sickness so easily. Jesus. But I felt like um I don't know like I went to summer camp a lot. That's how I learned how to like swim. Mm-hmm. And but I just think it's a skill, a life skill to have, and that for people sure. should mm-hmm. like take it serious. Like I mean, yeah. You don't have to go swimming in the ocean, but you should have that skill to know how to save your life if need be. Like, that's why, like, I, I kind of want to go to New Orleans, maybe to live one point in my life. And somebody had said to me, like, oh, but that jokingly, that they're always falling. And I said, my ass can swim. So I'll be yeah. out there. Like, but I think that's super important. We got to do this church sure. water. That's it. You, and stay above. That's self care. And I'm glad that you brought it up that it's a hereditary fear and not that black women don't want to get their hair wet because I'm tired of that. You are now tuned into the Carefree Black Girl Podcast with Ivy, I.S. Jones, Brianna Danielle, and Dodge. Always say like, oh, you remember the Olympian? I forgot her name, but she won. She actually won this year again, another gold medal in swimming. Yeah. I forgot her name. If y'all remember, please like tweet us. Remember the name of the, the Olympian woman. Who um, she's black and she won like a gold medal in swimming and it kind of destroyed all these stereotypes about how black women can't swim because of their hair. Uh, yeah, uh, that's what's up. Yeah, if it's, y'all happen to know the name of the woman, tweet us at Carefree Black Girl. 
Um, also, pod. stop trying to come for us in our mentions. We are allowed <laughs> to have an opinion, okay? Like, stop it. I just had to throw that out there. Because, <laughs> bro. We, we've been having some, some, like, some very enthusiastic people who have opinions about our opinions. And it's just like, it's an opinion. It's our opinion, and we are... And we are uh, we are entitled to it. You do not have to agree, but you, we can agree to disagree and understand. I feel like people just lack the common term of understanding. Like you don't have to un- like you don't have to like what I say, but understand where I'm coming from and understand that yeah, it's not for you. This is how I operate, and shit will move so much smoother. Like I really don't, I don't get into arguments with someone because I understand like that's how they operate. So, and I don't take things personal either because it's just like, that's how they operate. Mm-hmm. We're two different people. Like, I'm pretty sure it's something in their life happened where that's why they think like that. So, cool. It has nothing to do with me. People, people like, you know, get into it. Like, going back to this book that I'm reading, it's just, I read it before and it did not click the way it clicked this time. And I'm not even dumb, done, but <laughs> um, the don't take things personal, like, literally, it's, it's a lifesaver. When you don't take shit personal, like, you're really untouchable and, like, your peace and your energy. Like, mm-hmm. um, me and my best friend was going back and forth about this, like, yesterday because she was just like, I feel like people feel the need to take advantage of you. And Oh, yeah. So she's black women? Oh, my God. She was just like, I think that, like, you give people too many chances. And I was telling her, like, it's not that I give people chances. It's just, like, there will always be a boundary once you cross me in some way. Some, like, we will never be back to how we were but I'm a person that it's like you're acting out like that or you're doing that has nothing to do with me it's a reflection of you I don't know what happened to you in your life that you feel the need to express yourself this way and that's cool and it's like I'm not taking that personal it's not like oh fuck you nah it's like that's how you operate and I understand that so you can't let that affect you like you have to move how you always move. Like. Girl, yes. You know what people say, um, you know the term people like, put yourself in my shoes. I be like, how? I only got my shoes right. to be in. Like, how can I put myself in your shoes? Like, that's when I be I think you just got to understand like, that. Like, those are your shoes and you wear, like, yes, but you don't truly. have to. I'm, I'm telling you, you will sleep so much better. Like, you, like, I be in rooms with people do that I don't speak to because I just, you, you just got to move. Like, you have to, you can't take things, you don't take things personal. Yeah. And even with this situation right now, like, what's going on in Virginia and, It's like, that's really my whole mindset. It's just like, I knew there were people like that in the world. They have their hatred because they are inadequate. That has nothing to do with me. As long as they're not physically touching me and harming me in a way that, like, it's, like, directly connected to me in a sense that, like, oh, I can't move or whatever. But if it's not really, like, affecting me, if I'm still, I can't, I can't spend my time giving it so much energy right it's definitely you know you we have opinions because we don't turn a blind eye because Mm -hmm. then that means we're just oh like how we talk about holding celebrities accountable because that would just be like right i don't have nothing to do with us or have nothing to do with them you don't have to speak out i don't well when black people die i have an opinion like police brutality so just to clear up it's not that i do not care about the whole black lives issues and things that pertain to people of color it's just that i have to protect my peace so i detach myself like i feel like i'm aware but i just personally can't let it affect me and i think you know that's a big part of mental health and being also 
right. to real with where you are in that moment. Like I see what's going on. And I've had a lot of moments like that where I just had to tell people, I'm, I know what's going on though, but I can't do this right now. y'all. I just right. can't. Yeah. I have to check out so I can just like be all together right. because I think, one of the deaths that, that kind of fucked me up the most was Philando Castile's because I actually saw this man screaming in agony and bleeding out in his car with his child in the back. Yeah. I was like, no, I can't, I can't do this. I can't engage in this, in this, in this torture porn. I won't fucking do it. So I just had to tell yeah, myself, no, I still did I'll, not watch I'll speak those out when that happens. But just in general, that's just like the same when people be like, place yourself in other people's shoes. Like I just, can't place myself in other people's shoes I only have my shoes to be in but I guess that's in comparison as well when we like ask celebrities to speak out and we right. judge them for not speaking out on certain issues to go back to Ivy's point with like if it's not necessarily affecting me in my everyday life sometimes celebrities could feel the same way like they don't want to have to speak out on it so we can't hold them accountable it's just like us just like regular people we speak pick and choose what to speak out on because we Definitely. don't I feel like I, I mean it's always it's never a time and a place to speak out because I mean I feel like you do it when you feel like your inner body is basically like I know that a lot of people have like a lot of feelings about Rick Ross and his statements he's been he's been saying recently and how he's been acting on the show. Now, if you did not know, for the newcomers to the um, podcast, I am a huge Rick Ross fan. Huge, like <laughs> my God, <laughs> I am like super like I'm not even obsessed with the man because this is gonna sound crazy, but personally, I feel like I'm going to meet him. I don't know in what aspect, but we're going to be together in some type of way. So there's that. And I like I have been defending him, but not on some like I'm just blinded by my affection for him. Oh, not my, my feelings for him. That's not to be what. honest, I was a little scared that you were. No, was like, we're about to talk about now, like with the clip, right, that we all watched from so, Sign. Well, prior prior to Signed, um, he was on the Breakfast Club interview. And I watched that whole interview. By the way, okay. like I, I, it is whatever. So he was on this. He was basically like talking about the show. This was prior to the show like launching, or being seen, or whatever, and um, being released. And he was just saying the reason why he hasn't signed female rappers or whatever per se is because he feels like he don't want to put himself in that. Oh yeah, okay. In that in, that, in that position, he was just like sometimes. Fuck him. I I might fuck him. Like yeah. just be real. I might fuck these girls and. And how I would justify fucking these girls is by saying, well, I am paying for all of this stuff. So if this was to happen, it's okay. But I feel like people took it on some like, if I sign you, I you're going to fuck me because I'm paying for this. I feel like that's not, and I watched our interview, that's not what he was trying to say. He was just saying, I avoid those. I'm a man, like, and I have my personal desires and my personal temptations. So I don't put myself, and I get it. It's like, damn, you have to have more self-control. But he wasn't saying, like, I'm not... And he was and he was saying, like, I'm interested in signing women, like, but that's the reason why I have it in the past, because I will feel the need to fuck them. But not like, feel the need. If I was to put in that situation, I would. Like But Ivy, the thing also is I feel like what you're not also highlighting is the fact that he feels as though 
No, not even he feels as though like women have no agency and no say. And what he's even saying, he said, I would have to fuck them. Did it ever? I would, but I would want to. He's just saying that's why he don't. I don't judge him for it. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, okay. But that's that's just like these men saying, if I take you to dinner, you have to have sex with me. That's exactly what men say. Yeah, yeah, if, no. If I take you to dinner, I'm entitled to your pussy. Like, yeah, but that's so, also why I'm I feel like he was it. saying it kind of in a joking, not jokingly, exactly. but I in a joking manner. I was not like, offended. And that's it's why. Not, and I'm not saying, like I said, I'm, I'm telling you, like I've been offended by certain things he's done in the past. And even with this whole, uh, that sign situation that y'all, like I, I said, I'm like, nah, I definitely feel y'all for this part. Like her song was whack. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, I, I feel like Ivy. Before you get into, do you yeah. want to contextualize what you're talking about for everyone? So, not everyone might have seen what we're talking about. So, um, they have this new show signed on VH1 with Lenny S, um, Rick Ross in the Dream, which I think is great. By the way, I like actually tune in. Um, and it's basically three moguls trying to sign another star. Um, so they basically audition all these people and they come and they put them through tests, kind of like American Idol, sort of to me, in my opinion, just like. A little bit more in depth to actually what happens in the industry. So, um, it's this girl, just Brittany, on the show, who honestly, like, she's so basic to me. Like, and I, it's just she's so regular. But because she has a body, because she has sex appeal, like, a, she kind of sways a lot of the the judges' opinion by her sex appeal, rather than it's other girls that have real talent on the show and they Ooh. get overlooked. Say that so again. So, in this one clip, um. What was the other girl's name? It was um, Just Brittany, and I think her name started with a K. Kamaya or something, I think. Maybe. I, Whatever. She, they both, like, um, sampled Aston Martin Music by Rick Ross. And the the other girl had a really good, like, she had a really, really good um Like, song. more of an original More an original. Like, it was not even comparable. I just yeah. don't understand. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> It so was, it was it just just Britney's. It was just not good, and they were they kind of just kind of committed Gassed like, her oh, up. it's so good, blah blah blah. And it was just like this was not good at all. And Britney yeah. threw the girl under the rug. So, Ooh, yeah. So I can understand why women will feel some type of way towards Rick Ross because he's very like, very aggressive and very like. What's the word I'm looking for? I have strong. Usually, <laughs> you usually know. have the um, word okay. masculine. He's very ma- like, but honestly, like, and you it's hyper masculine or just like it's it, it doesn't. And I'm not arrogant. excusing anything he says, <laughs> like, but I love men like that. I audacious? love men that's yeah. odd. Like I, he has a demeanor about him that I confident. love, like confident. And it's just like, and it goes back to when he was on um, Angela Yee's podcast, um, Lip Service. And they was talking about like just oral sex, and he was saying like, yeah, I don't really give oral sex, I you know, and I don't. Like- but he expects it back though. Of course, he was like, and he doesn't lay down while getting head. Like he likes to sit up, and it sounds crazy, but it's very. Oh my god. No, and I get that, but honestly, like I don't. Like, I definitely understand that it could come off as misogynistic. And, but at the same, I get that. And I'm not, it's just, but honestly, like, I'm attracted to confidence. And that is, to me, what I see in him is confidence. Like, I don't excuse nothing he's saying. And I'm saying it's definitely black, it's black and white. It's fucked up what he's saying. But we also have to look at how he's in the, 
How how many men think like this on a regular day basis? So if we're gonna call him out, like I've been right. saying, That's just why I'm because not him, you take me to dinner, that I have to I have to go through. We ha- as women we go general, through that, but yeah. I feel like everyone's attacking him and they're not like just looking back. Like this is how men think. Yeah, this yeah. is literally how men think. Like on Twitter. Oh my God, Twitter niggas are the worst. The worst, literally the worst humans alive. They they. They can't even send you like they was going. Oh, I can't send her one hundred fifty dollars. Like it was just like the they the phases they go through. I feel like men just forget that y'all need us. Like, Real. and y'all not y'all not entitled to anything. Like mm-hmm. just because you Say fed me again. one, I can eat myself. I mean, I can eat myself. I can feed myself. <laughs> you, what you're doing is just. It's just what you want to do. Like I'm not asking you for a meal. I'm not asking you for a date because I go on. Like, my dates, like, alone, by myself. I take myself out. I'm very into self-care, so I don't need you to do anything. And I feel like sometimes men forget that. Like, we don't need niggas. We what the niggas need. Like, Mm -hmm. and we also tend to give them too many options. Like Say that. Say that. (laughs) Niggas like whatever you tell them to like. So everybody that's going (laughs) to run and get bodies, sis, they been liking the the big girls. They been liking the cellulite. We giving them too many options where they feel like they can choose. No. (laughs) We run this shit. That's it. Like, Beautiful. So with Rick Ross, I don't take it. He's just been coming across women that have been giving him so many options, and I feel like we shouldn't just look at Rick Ross. If we're going to, like, judge him, we need to really look well, at everyone Well, okay, did y'all see Nicki Minaj's latest um, booty selfie, picture? booty picture? She just yes. posted. I loved it. What did really? y'all think? I like. Okay. I don't like Nicki Minaj. Let me look at this booty pic. I like Nicki. I like Nicki, and that I picture like was... I was listening. Vibes as fuck. I love that photo. I was actually listening to all her music last night. Um, when and she got like just what she she I made it okay. At the photo. Not okay, oh, but this one, right? yes. So I feel like okay, since we talking about like Rick Ross and women on a label, how do do y'all genuinely feel like she's had relations with yeah. like Drake, Weezy? Yeah. I don't think oh, Drake. No, I do think Drake, though. I don't think Wheezy. You think? Who you said I fucked Nikki and I introduced her to Wheezy. Y'all would never have signed her because she had already signed So, oh. y'all. Okay, so ladies, do y'all feel like Nicki Minaj has had relations with Drake and Lil Wayne? I don't I don't think Drake. I think Drake, for sure. You don't think Drake? I don't think Drake. If anything, mm-hmm. I'll drink. I'll think Wayne before Drake. Why? Because just look at Gucci. People be like, "Ew, how she fuck Gucci?" Gucci been powerful for as long as I know. Like, for, like Gucci's always been, and and I think honestly, that's women like power. We like to have power. Yeah. Of course, women like powerful men. So you think so, she just did it more of a? So to me, Wayne would be in a more powerful state for her to fuck of than Drake. Drake would be a drunk night, and plus Drake is that corny nigga that's a t- like loves bad bitches. So that it would be what more corny like, nigga don't like bad bitches though, for real, for real, for real. But he's that guy that is like corny and doesn't like hide his corniness, and he just wants a bad bitch to love him, like type shit. That's why he's gonna end up with a retired stripper. I'm telling you, but whatever. I think that Weezy would be more of a power play for Nicki than yeah. Drake. Well, even though Nicki is like one of a kind, she definitely has proven herself and her position. But, like, I feel like maybe Ross just, I don't know, maybe he felt like a woman wouldn't do what Nicki Minaj did for young money or maybe he just feel like he don't 
need that in MMG. You know what I mean? So that's why I just feel like it's, okay. it wasn't a place to judge him. I don't feel like personally. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, yeah, but Nicki Minaj, she out here giving vibes. I've been feeling her whole swag lately. <laughs> I do. I think that I she wish I could join. I wish I could join you. Created a trend for sure with the whole like extra, extra, super long weave. Even though obviously everything has been done before, right. but I feel like she definitely brought that back. Like with that super long hair, because people making the wigs and calling them Nicki Minaj or whatever. And, like, right. the latex look she been doing, I think it's but super sexy. But at the sexy. same time, like, going into, like, fashion with you, I don't like the way Nikki dresses. Same. I think it's super, like, it's, I think it's yeah. super cheap. Like, you can be sexy. When she get more sexy, like, I love it more when she try to, I don't know, some stuff like I the like. Looking some, ass era, that era, I love Nicki Minaj. Yeah, but I'm talking about like when she had like the natural like and look looking ass is my favorite song ever by Nicki Minaj. But that's when she had like the long her yeah. natural ponytail with the black. That's when she was doing her own makeup with the like. When she thick so eyeliner. you're saying you liked her more when she was more glamorous. When she no, I like her when and she toned was, down. Yes, glamorous and toned down. Like right, when she's like hypersexual. Like you already sexy. Like you have the body, you have the face. You don't have to be so like. And plastic, and it just looks cheesy to me. Like, and even when she be wearing designer, she makes it look tacky. You know who I like? Shatira. Um, of course, Shatira. she's always bomb. She's that's, a classic. That's so Shakira. Shatira. Shatira. Oh, who's she's that? one of Rick Ross. She's ex-ex. actually she's a Rick designer. Ross's ex-girlfriend. And oh, okay. Front row. A front row. Yeah. Um, it's a couple girls that like I like really really love. Shatira is one of. Them. She's one of those girls that's like sexy but still you could tell she's a woman and she's like boss like she's not showing too much like that's what like even celebrities i look at like those kind of girls like i even like ming a lot i love ming moments like movements with mona scott i feel like just now like going i guess not from fashion but just how they make moves i hate what she's doing on her platform but like just her transition from music to production. Yeah, like, it's super inspiring. I always go back to what she didn't have to um, use her sexuality to yeah, do it. What you know? Yams said when Yams was on the podcast as a guest, right. and she told us like she gave us the advice to not to go to these events to do what you got to do and get up out of there and don't like let relationships with dudes in an industry or whatever for women that's trying to be in the industry let that speak for what you've done or you know what I mean you never want I personally never want to be a woman in the industry that's like oh she got here because she was in a relationship with this dude or whatever like I feel like even if I do meet a nigga that I'm feeling, he gonna have to wait until I make moves just for that reason. Like you definitely want to become a strong woman on your own. Yeah, definitely. That's what it goes back. You just, you're not like, you don't need a nigga. Like you're what the guy needs. Like you have to really be self-made. Um, but it's also kind of difficult because, like, when you are attractive, you always have to be on defense mode, like, with guys and just, like, oh, you know? So it's kind of, it's like a line that I kind of, like, like Nikki, but then I feel like, you know, she dresses tacky, but I think she's just on some I'm me, like, I'm going to use what I have to get to where I need to go. But at the same time, it's like, I have a little class about it, but I don't know. Like, I was listening to the Pink Print album, and... People say she didn't earn her, like, rap title, like, the queen of rap, because it was no. 
but she rapped her I ass love that off album. in pink print. Like, even it on her mixtapes. Like, mm. people are attacking Nicki, but mm. I think her craft, she used she I've never been impressed by her flow, though. I think Cardi B's much like, better. But that's, I think Cardi B... Cardi B much got better. a lot more to prove she than Nicki Minaj. Lot, yes. She has a lot of work to do. <laughs> oh my god! I prefer Cardi B. I'm not no, saying I love, I love Cardi B. Right now, and I hope you I'm, hear me. I will never rap. You cannot call yourself a rap enthusiast ever, and compare this to yeah, okay. type of flows, rhyme schemes. Like Nicki R- is creative. <laughs> okay. Yes, All right. Like, we, the thing about Cardi B, we we are enjoying her transition from where she was to how she's moving. It's nothing to do with the actual like craft of it. I think like, one episode we should discuss talent and fame. Yes. Because we're dealing with somebody who has talent and they may have had to sweat themselves, but they deserve that fame. Right. And we're also dealing with somebody who is famous and may not have the talent. Talent. But she's famous, so we can't say much about her. Because right. everybody's going to be mad at us. Well, for Cardi, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like, when you look at women, um, I just think of it like this. If Dreezy would have made the record that Bodak Yellow, we would have <laughs> But I fuck with Dreezy. Rap, but I fuck with Tink, too. Oh, my God. I love Tink. But look at, the, look at it, though. Tink? Who was more famous? Yeah. So even if she would have made that, well, Nikki's also largely famous because she surrounded herself with mostly men, and she also made a point to not help other women artists on the way up. Like the only time I've ever really seen her work with an artist of her caliber is Beyonce, and that and that was also like Ariana Grande, Rihanna, Rihanna. I wouldn't put Rihanna. I wouldn't put Ariana. Ariana Grande. She's definitely like in the same in the same category as Beyonce. (laughs) But but that's the thing you're saying of her caliber. Like, Ariana Grande and those other girls are not of her caliber, and she still helped them. You have to understand, like... So, as far as dating, what's been going on in y'all dating life? I'm in need of soul food. <laughs> Wait, you like, going to do a pussy? Are I mean, you going to do a dick drought? What's going on with I you? Add, I just feel like... Oh, my God. I just feel like, you know, okay, so guys will... Ha- like, I haven't had sex in, like, forever, but I was just thinking, like, I had sex three times this year, right? And... Two of those, two of the guys that I had sex with this year, um, soul food. Like, I felt like I could fucking run a marathon. <laughs> like, they did my body yes. right, but emotionally, they were toxic. Like, and I, I mean, how it goes. I haven't dated no one new this year. Like, I, I've been recycling. Like, they were all old. Like, these two guys that were like soul food, they were just so toxic for my peace. Like, literally, like. I was saying how you gotta protect your peace. Like they were like life ruiners. Like, wow. but because my body was just so at like ease, it's like oh my god. And then I had sex with like this an, another old guy that um super like we're so close. We're like best what? friends. So why y'all it split tastes them? like fucking avocado. Bland as shit. The sex. I'm like, what the fuck, like, bro. Okay. No, I feel like guys, that's good for you. Like, their sex be like bland and be regular. I just wanted to like chime in real quick. And like, one of my good girlfriends, she's never had an orgasm before. 
I know. Guys, Bitch, let's yeah. talk about it. Damn. She is 23 years old and has never had an orgasm in her life. What a set. Okay, Sounds sorry. like white people food to me. Oh, my God. So I was saying to her about, you know why, <laughs> you know the reason why most cis men are, like, garbage in bed? They don't fucking listen. Like, literally half of being, I would even honestly say 90% of being good in bed is just listening to your partner and communicating. Hearing what right. your partner wants. Hearing what they have to say. Hearing what makes them comfortable i swear to god like niggas have sex for themselves not they, they have sex do. they have sex mm-hmm. inside women and not with women and it makes me so gross like oh my god all it's, of you stop but i don't know like i said i haven't i haven't got like a new partner this year i've just been recycling so i just feel like right now i just kind of just need to just focus on being vegan for a little bit because yeah, my yeah i'm not God. focused on dudes right now at all because i just feel like Neither at all if 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 Sorry it's so food if it's like so food to my body it is toxic it's freaking awful to my spirit and my soul and i just feel like i'm at a place where i'm no longer rejecting how my spirit and soul feel like i don't even really care about that like it was sort of like it, it it didn't end bad it just it put me in a space where i'm like this is not me. This is my whole, literally my whole spirit was rejecting it. Yes. So I'm no longer ignoring gut feelings, Be like selfish. red flags. Oh, no, absolutely. That is, I run. I'm 24. I feel like, yes, I'm young. Um, I'm now starting to travel more. Like I just said to myself, like I'm going to travel twice a year, like locally, like in the country and out of the country. That's where I want to really see the world. So when I meet a guy, like one, I'm already full, <laughs> like in literal terms. Oh, like, you know, and what's the word I'm looking for? Like, Metaphor, right? Figuratively, but you mean you're filled with dick, right? No, not filled with dick. <laughs> life experience. I, like I've seen so oh, oh, much. Oh, oh, that's what like, you mean. Yeah, okay. like I've seen so much that like what you're offering on your plate is still not enough. So, right. you know, like I think right now because I'm still stuck in New York. Like, yeah, I traveled this year, but I'm just still stuck in my life. That when a nigga offer me a steak because I haven't seen all the other stakes in the world, I'm automatically like, all right, I'm going to just take it because I'm hungry. Where if I'm out here really just living and experiencing for me, a nigga just can't offer me anything. Like, mm-hmm. and that's really the phase I'm in. And it's okay. Like, I feel like sometimes girls feel the need to always tend to be strong and they don't want to open up about like, yo, I've been fucking up because it's me. Like, that's the... That's, that's super the, real though. That's yeah. the phase I'm in. Like, Knowing nah. That like, you got work to do for I have yourself. work to do for me. So it's just... And, and it's self-dealing. And I feel like what I want to do is I want to travel. Like, I want to see the yeah. world. I want to enjoy my money. Like, and it's self-control. It takes a lot, especially living in New York City. Yes, we come so. across these little busters <gasps> every day. And they're day. so rude. Not rude, rude tragic like, and you might be aggressive. Yeah, they just not right. Entitled it's to It's important, ladies. It's horny. Jesus. Me and my best uh, friend was walking. And we be speeding. <laughs> like, when we walk past a group of guys, we be really speeding. And this guy was like, put a speed limit on them shoes. Y'all walking so damn fast. Talk to us. Like, it was funny to speed limit on the shoes that that part was funny but the fact that they were so entitled like we they was on something like why you're not stopping you're not gonna stop us it's just like no they don't be having nothing to talk about i wish we could make that like some type of law people yo i gotta tell you the way this one dude hit on me at an h&m cat calling is like yeah it's a real thing it's really exhausting i'll be like do you think if in my whole walk if it's the niggas on every block if i have the time to stop and talk to every <laughs> single one of y'all. I'm not gonna get to where I gotta go. Please leave me alone. Like the point is, how? Why do you feel the need to walk up to me like yo? Like that? Your mother would accept this. Like she'd be stopping. Like it's just waste approach. Like 
it's way to approach someone in the street. Like to me, I just feel like guys are just real disrespectful with Men it now. Don't and think not when they act, I also swear. calling you out of your name, but just real like entitled and arrogant. Like talk to me, like and they be dusty. Like bro, you're in front of a bodega. They got a cat in it. Can't uh-huh. trust you because y'all know I don't even fuck with cats. Like yo, this, that, mm. this one dude at an H and M. I was like looking through the jewelry section, and he was like, "Oh, excuse me, miss, can you help me with uh, this eyeliner I'm trying to find for my mom." And I'm helping him look for it, and I know that he keeps looking at me. And then halfway through, um, he was like, nah, I was just lying about the eyeliner. I just wanted an excuse to talk to you. But that's kind of cute. Is that, though? Mm. Yes. Go out your way and be like, show, like, that's cute. Instead of him saying, yo, you look cute. Let me get your number. He just kind of, like, made it fun, like, creative. Oh, okay. Not saying, like, I wouldn't. He was thoughtful. He was thoughtful. Like, I wasn't, I just wanted to get your attention. It's just like, all right, like, you thought about how you would approach me. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been That's interested in men lately, so. They're all right. Women? Yeah. Oh. Huh. I've been date. I've been, well. <laughs> what? <Yeah>. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say. Okay. All right. So, are we, are we closing it out now? Well, I guess we'll find out if he got your number on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dating, I guess. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, yeah, like, wow, this was a really, like, this conversation went everywhere today. I loved sure it. Did. Like, we really, I know. It was nice to see you girls. It ooh. sucks that we had to cancel the cookout yesterday, but the next Because it didn't one, even rain, but the, humi- the humidity yesterday. This is why I couldn't get out of America. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Girl. my God. I got a wash and say I was walking for, like, two blocks. What's that movie, Holiday Heart? What was the mother name? And Holiday yeah. Heart. Yeah, Wanda. I fucking look like Wanda by the time I got home yesterday. Like, That's damn, you gonna do Wanda like that? Well, not Wanda sober. Wanda on drugs. Ooh. Well, you know what? So she, she, you want, so wait, I asked. You want to tell me she did not look crazy? Come on, no. Maybe. She when did. she was trying to get that bike, bro, <laughs> sis was looking all types of in need of lots of help. So that's exactly how I was walking home. Nah, it was the point I, I looked at the oh reflection. My God. I got in the cab like, bro, y'all not my friends. <laughs> my friends is like, it doesn't look bad. It looks like over, like like you have a lot of like volume. I'm like, no, I look like a crackhead. I'm getting in the cab. I'm going home. Like, wowee. Protect your edges. Protect your roots. Fall is coming. Fall is coming. I cannot wait because I'm just over summer. Like, I'm over it. But well, all right, ladies, it was nice seeing you guys. No, we got. Oh, yes, it was definitely nice. And that's it for the Carefree Black Girl podcast. To keep up with the conversation, hashtag us the Carefree Black Girl podcast. And also, if you want to send us fan mail, please send it to carefreeblackgirlpodcast at gmail.com. My handles are IS Jones Poetry on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow my Instagram at EverythingNY. This is Daj. Um, this is Ivy. You can catch me on everything at Ivy Like Blue. Twitter, Instagram. Um, definitely tune into the Iconic series. We want to be on our third episode, so I'm excited about that. I'm going to be on the fourth episode, y'all. I swear it. I'm going to yes. make it happen. <laughs> so, yeah, like, and this is, and we out. <laughs> <laughs>